Hey, good morning and welcome to another edition of the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Eric Cedarstrom. It's a great day to be alive. I hope this finds you well, no matter where you are. We're glad that you joined us today, no matter how you did it, whether you're coming in live on our AM feeds or you've got the podcast machine up and running. We appreciate it. This show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. We offer legal, lawful tender gold and silver to the masses. Call us 1-800-951-0592, and we can add you to our list of hundreds of thousands of satisfied customers. You can also head out to the website 24-7-365 at allamericangold.com, updated daily. Uh, We're live on uh, 1010 KXXT here in Phoenix, Family Values Radio. As well as the mothership, 1360 KHNC, the roar of the Rockies from Cotopaxi to Cheyenne, man, rocking northern Colorado. I'm joined with the president of Patriot Trading Group, Joe Jaquint, on this uh, hump day, Wednesday, June 17th, 2020. Good morning, Joe. How are you doing? Eric, how are you? Happy hump day. Uh, I just just got this, Erica, so you're going to be in the know right now. Uh, If you're looking to make gold, purchases i strongly suggest you do it today uh just got word from the largest gold wholesaler in the world headquartered out of dallas texas due to unforeseen circumstances we have to close the gold department and the wholesale trading department we will send out Further updates what? tomorrow. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. So I don't know if this. Well, is you just got that right now. Just now, literally, as you were coming out you on might the. I want to make a phone call. We here, just so. got that. Uh, obviously, the first thing that comes to my mind is coronavirus. Second is gold. Second is there. You go. Yeah. That's the second thing. Well, let's really get to the news. What's really important. The Ford Bronco is set to return on July 9th. Yay, bring back the Bronco. Now, Ford, you got to give it to them. They're marketing. You know, I did a show late last night, so some of you have heard this already, but the news has kind of vanished today. This broke last night. The uh, July 9th happens to be O.J. Simpson's birthday. <laughs> Did you think that was just a coincidence? I mean, come on. So, you know, so, but again, you got to be careful. I mean, look, Trump scheduled his first rally in Tulsa on Juneteenth. He didn't right? know what it was he either. No, he didn't know. Are they going to shut down the 405 and have the, the new white blazer or the white Bronco, Bronco, I mean, come out and, and go 25 miles an hour and have 87,000 police cars follow awesome. him? That would be a great way. You get nothing but attention right. everywhere. You have to have OJ and Al. And Al, right? His teammate was driving the Bronco. Man, that's brilliant marketing. Brilliant. It doesn't get any better. It would be the ultimate, ultimate introduction of any Ford model. So, I'm still going back to the first story. So, yeah, we've only done $100 million of business with that company. Maybe got to be closer to $200 million now. So, and uh, they just sent you an email. That's it? You get an email? Email. Uh, We're going to close? We're closed. And the wholesale trading department, the gold department, Well, guess what? We have nothing for sale. So, (laughs) I have one thing. We have some Morgan dollars. So what do you got? Uh, I have some uh, gold to sell as well. We'll get to that a little later. Get ready, though. Uh, it's going to be uh, a great special, a great opportunity. I have no idea uh, what's happening 
uh, with with the largest wholesaler in the world right now. I don't know either. And, and That's so, a weird bomb to drop on me. You might want to tell me that before we go like you, on You the were air. talking when it oh, came in. Wow. So, yeah, see, this is the world we live in. We used to have to get newspapers the night before, put together a radio show. Now I know if people can get any information we put out, anybody can get it now. I mean, oh, by the way, i got to do this one too. Hertz stock has been suspended. The SEC, because Hertz was getting ready to sell that debt today that they knew that was going to be worthless. The SEC is saying, wait a minute, you know what, hold on. I know we said we didn't have a problem, but we've got we may have a problem here, Hertz. Uh, we, we, you need to wait for our comments about uh, you selling this stock to everybody. They wrote an article about how the uh, young hipster doofuses are taking their stimulus checks and s- signing them over to Hertz stock. So how about that? I believe that that's what everybody's been saying. Uh, but you know what? Hey, all these new guys, the, these are the millennials out there. They're going to learn the lesson that most of our listeners have already learned. Yeah, yeah. It can go to zero if it can. You're not going to ever outsmart Wall Street ever. 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 I mean, it's the most amazing thing. And your financial planners never sell because they all know, don't worry, they they just – they unhook their phones. The Dow's down 40%, everything. It's always going to come back because everything they do is to save the Dow Jones so people don't panic and buy toilet paper. It's just amazing. Yeah, it's interesting. Here's a guy, Brian Cavado, received his U.S. government stimulus check last month, and he invested it in the bankrupt car rental company Hertz. The 22-year-old Los Angeles delivery driver on a bicycle, I guess he does uh, Uber Eats, He's college degreed, by the way. He's got a college degree. He's doing Uber Eats, took his stimulus check, and bought Hertz stock. He says, I've never really had anything. I'm just waiting for it to go higher. He also invested another $450 that his parents gave him. This is America today. <laughs> college degree. Mom, I need some money. Why am I bankrupt Hertz stock? If you don't think things are changing so fast, this is a Wednesday show. You can tell Joe and I are tired, and it's only Wednesday. Aunt Jemima is now changing its name. She's done. Lando Lakes girl, done. Aunt Jemima, done. Quaker Oats, after, yeah, it's only been around 130 years. Aunt Jemima. Next on the list, Splash Mountain. You know why? Mrs. Butterworth was caught rioting in Seattle. They had her going. She joined them. We'll be back. Patriot Radio News Hour. Thanks for tuning in today. We appreciate it. Uh, the uh, opening, Joe's opening salvo uh, turns out, yeah, coronavirus in Dallas. So, Yep, one of the one of the people in the department came down with it. Uh, the whole place is shut down, but they're testing all of the employees. And if they're negative, they can return to work, I guess, after he quote-unquote, deep cleaning. Our representative will be remote and will still be able to take orders. White House officials are discussing a fourth round of coronavirus-related stimulus with congressional leaders. Yesterday, Trump was at a trillion. Nancy Pelosi was at three. Now they're at two trillion in extra spending. The administration officials hope to have passed by August recess. Again, I'll just reiterate, Dow down to all five, six, seven, eight thousand. You can have it done in a day. So it's just what they do. So we, we've got about six weeks, five weeks left of the money for the extra six hundred and the 
moratorium on mortgages, the moratorium on credit cards, all of those things, the rents all come to an end. And and it, it seems clear to me, Eric, I don't think it's going to be in place in time. And and I don't know how the, the math, again, we'll go back to the math. It just doesn't add up. Let me give you just today, Hilton, they're laying off 2,100 people today. AT&T says they're going to close 250 stores uh, also laying off 2,400 technical people. Uh, Tower Health laying off over 1,000 people as they continue to suffer because uh, where they're at, not enough corona patients to offset. Yeah, but here we had a guy in from Banner Health yesterday, so they may, here in Phoenix, just create a COVID-only hospital. Banner. Yeah, as Phoenix, as you know, you guys are seeing the headlines, huge jumps in cases. 2,400 in, yesterday. In Phoenix or in, in Arizona, in Texas, and Florida, uh, California, Oklahoma, and all of those. And we have one of our, one of our customers, uh, he works at Banner Health. He's a nurse there. Gave me the update yesterday uh, that absolutely what you're seeing on the news, it's true. They are filling up. Uh, and they're they're making they're trying to make a decision of making one hospital just COVID only, so the other hospital can still operate with doing those elective surgeries. Uh, we'll keep you. What's what they on should that. do? I mean, obviously we don't have an ocean. You can't bring a boat in like New York right. did. They didn't need it, but so now they they're thinking about just creating what you should have a dedicated COVID nineteen hospital. I think that makes great sense. makes more sense than anything. So. Just put, I mean, of course, the people that work there might feel differently, but. Uh, well, that's a good point. I didn't yeah. think about that either. So, uh, one other one, 24 uh, Hour Fitness uh, bankrupt, filed bankruptcy. They came out today, said they're going to close 134 locations. And, and again, this is something where uh, Jay Powell was testifying in front of Congress, talking about, hey, well, listen, we're going to bail out Wall Street, right? We're going we're gonna to lend money to these companies that normally should be going out of business. And the, the realities are, look at the layoffs. All of those companies I read are getting money. Hilton's gotten money, right? The medical, the hospital's gotten money. The it's got to be bad. Money. Yeah. This is how bad it really it is. It has to be. I mean, because you can you can say, all right, well, maybe there's going to, we're going to take all the money. We're going to take the PPP. Now there's another loan out on the street that will keep you going. You get 30-year note of one year. You got one year of no payments, and then it's 30 years at 375. You have to pay it back to the SBA, but everybody's approved. So if you do all that and you can keep closed and you can borrow the money and keep going, I mean, now if they come out with a vaccine, you're going to be okay. If they don't, they don't. Small business. Jay Powell in his testimony yesterday said, yes, it's a problem, right? We gave you the PPP, right? but after that, yeah, it's not quite working out. And, and of course, a lot of these small businesses, they're like, wait a minute, giving me another big loan to pay? Because, hey, even at... 3.75%. If I've got to borrow $100,000 and i got to make payments on that, I can't do it. Right? I, I, I'm going to have right. to then shut you it have, down. Then you shut. So then you, 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 shut don't down. Take, you don't take the money and you close. But, again, Americans are optimistic. Everybody's optimistic that, oh, you know, that we're just days away. The president keeps telling us that we're getting closer and closer and closer to a vaccine. So, you know, if, in fact, that happens, I'd have to say that uh, – 
The only thing left is going to be runaway inflation as they continue to monetize everything and try to get it open in the next 15 to 18 months. Yeah, you got five weeks, five, six weeks, and then the money runs out. And and Eric and I were under the impression that they were going to have the next round of stimulus in place, right? So as soon as that money ran out, hey, we got your back. Here's the next round. Very clear, uh, especially because a lot of the Republicans now are starting to even balk at uh, Trump's trillion dollars, right? And, and that this isn't going to be finished in time, and the money's not going to be out on the street. Not, you know, I don't know what happens at that point. I don't know either. And the coronavirus here running amok, even in our neighborhood. They had a huge pool party a couple weeks ago, and on your local uh, neighborhood app, now they've got six confirmed cases just out of that one pool party. So, I mean, it's, so it's all around us. I think we're just going to have to bite the bullet. Again, nobody knows whether it'll kill you or you'll get a cough or you'll have no symptoms at all. Nobody knows. That's the, that's the beauty of this. I mean, if this has been manu- manufactured and designed for us, they couldn't have done anything better. The things that are changing in this country, not just I'm talking about protests, but just the what has really changed and now accepted as gospel. I mean, did you see the uh, story, and I, t- I talked a little about it on last night's show, that uh, the, the, the casinos no longer want you to use cash. They're trying. It's against the law in Vegas to, uh, to use electronic payments. You can't do it. You can't say, all right, here's a poker chip. Put it in, and then when you're done, you get another poker chip, or you get, uh, you know, a Venmo app. When, or when you go to cash out in Vegas, it's cash. cash. It's always cash. Always, always. No matter how much it is. So now, and this is happening fast, that they want to get rid of cash sure in the do. casinos. Sure they do. Listen, electronic money is coming. There's no doubt about it. I think this is. We're on the path to it. Just. Look at what the spending is. Look at what Jay Powell was saying in front of Congress yesterday. We've got more new programs than you ever possibly could imagine. I mean, the Fed's buying ETFs, right? They, they're buying Wall Street. They're buying corporate debt. They're buying municipal debt. I mean, they're buying any type of debt. Treasuries. Don't forget, $80 billion a month in treasuries. Don't forget, $40 billion a month in mortgages, right? All of these things that they just keep piling up and piling up and piling up. And, and when the dam breaks... The solution's going to be electronic credit, and it's going to be great for government, and it's going to be bad for all of us. You know, part of their one of the payment facilities they're looking at are, or methods is to give you a credit card. Yeah. So you just get a card instead of cash, and then it's rechargeable. Oh, here's my winnings. Here, put it on my card, and then you can go shopping with you know, it. Think about it as a small business owner, those of you that, that have payroll checks. Okay, that's not going to be allowed anymore, right? Everybody's got to go direct deposit. Everybody everybody has to work that way. You think about uh, the landscapers and all the people that, you know, the, the under-the-table type stuff, right? That's all gone. You know, Kmart used to pay their employees in the 70s and 80s in cash. So you got paid on Friday, and you went to the back window there, and they just here, they gave you an envelope full of cash. The theory was... On your you, way out the yeah, door, you threw a right, couple you had of to go, yeah, And it was in the back of the store. So, so and then remember Vegas, when I lived in Vegas in the 80s, that, uh, that they used to have a paycheck wheel out front. You could double your paycheck. And they want, but the whole thing was designed to cash your paycheck 
Where? In the back of the casino. But they had the paycheck wheel was out on the sidewalk on Fridays. It was just a different world. I mean, you know, now the new nihilist movement, no God, no country, no jobs, no borders, no laws. I'm still the old Tom T. Hall camp, man. It's faster horses, younger women, older whiskey, and more money. They still run this country. They still run that way. We'll see how long it lasts because it is fading into oblivion. Democrats, this is a story that is getting absolutely no press. They're having a vote next week. Get this. Now, you would think that this would be number one. Number one. This is American history, for God's sakes. I mean, you know the implications of this? They want to make a 51st state. Puerto Rico? <laughs> it kind of already is. <laughs> it just doesn't. They're, they're like the. They uh, don't get a star on the flag. So They're like, your, like our half-sister. You know, right. you're related, kind of, but not really. They want to make the District of Columbia the 51st state. What? Unbelievable. They what? say this is an issue they say has become much more important now because of the Black Lives Matter movement. Now, let me ask you something about this, because obviously you understand the implications of why they want to do that. Right? Washington, D.C. is 90% liberal. Right? They want two more seats. Well, people move there to get next to the money. That's it's, why you're well, there. It, well, right. This was my other point. Right. You would think, okay, let's just say, you know, it's it's almost 50-50 between the liberals and the quote-unquote conservatives, if there's any real conservatives still left in this country. Wouldn't D.C. reflect that? But it doesn't. It's all liberal because... All liberal. They, so, uh, they, uh, and minority. And, and because it's all about handouts. That's what Washington, D.C., this is what Congress is. It's all about handouts, and that's why it's surrounded by liberals. But think about this. That would give the Democrats two more seats in the Senate. Oh, yeah, two liberal, two, two, two liberal seats. Two liberal seats. I mean, yeah, you're talking about tremendous ramifications here. Not to Tremendous. mention however many they would get in the House, but more importantly, it'd be that Senate. Right now, there's you know there's there's a hundred senators total, and and you're talking about well, here's two more guarantees for the Democrats. That's a lot. It'd be nuts, just absolutely nuts. Can you believe there? Now this was tried. Of course, it was voted down two to one in the early '90s. So Clinton tried to do it under Clinton. So. So anyway, that uh, is that getting any press today? By the way, the vote on that week from Friday. Somehow, because of coronavirus, oh, we can't talk. We can't do that. Oh, no, we can't do that. Oh yeah, you want to make a new liberal state? Yeah, I'm, we can do that. I'm though. free next yeah. Friday. So how about Friday at two? Yeah, yeah, that's it exactly. So man, the world is changing fast. Honeywell International, of course, the aerospace company that now builds N95 masks. Here in Phoenix says it's going to launch a whole new division of unmanned aerial systems. Yep, a.k.a. drones. How about that? Honeywell expects a hardware and software market for the urban air taxi drone, cargo delivery, and other drone businesses to reach $120 billion a year by 2030. It's happening. It's happening. The, the, you know, for us baby boomers, when we were in school and things were going to be flying everywhere, of course, you know. Well, I thought we'd be flying like the Jetsons, you know. We'd yeah. Be, <laughs> you know? <laughs> His dog, Astro. Yeah. So, you know what? I think it's more like the uh, 
the uh, movie Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? That's Honeywell's got a whole division, man. We're going to these air taxis, delivery, everything, drones everywhere. It won't be safe. You're going to have to walk around with a helmet. Well, I, I heard Amazon is testing its first 100% machine operator picker coming out to Amazon. Operator picker. Yeah, you know the the people in the warehouse. You know, you got the, the oh, you, goes you got, down. You go, right, it's gets pallet seventeen right. four dash two. Hey, we do. Do we really want to pay fifteen dollars an hour when we can have this robot? And then, of course, we got to worry about protest and coronavirus and Black Lives Matter and strikes and this and that. Or we can just get a robot to do it. Yeah, but somebody painted them all green, and now they're protesting. <laughs> One eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour. Yes, uh, trying to separate the wheat from the chaff for you, getting out the news. So yeah, the fifty first state. Think of think of the flag business. I mean, you know, they have to remake the flags. I mean, there's a lot. Oh, wow. There's a lot I mean, to yeah, this. I yeah. Didn't, so didn't think about that. I mean, you'd think that'd be huge, huge, huge news today. You can't find it anywhere. I saw it. It came across my news wire yesterday, and I saved it. And, this morning, nothing. So anyway, more fun and frolic with the socioeconomic destruction as the country moving right to left on your AM dial. Picker Radio News Hour will be back. Stay with us. Thank you. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Only a very few people in all of American history have had the uncanny foresight of Phyllis Schlafly. During her fight to defeat the tool of the feminists known as the Equal Rights Amendment, Phyllis made bold predictions about the direction of America. At that time, feminists called these predictions scare tactics and said Phyllis was being disingenuous in bringing them into the debates. Fifty years later, we can see who was telling the truth. Let's take a few minutes to fact-check some of the claims Phyllis was making back then. One of Phyllis Schlafly's favorite arguments against ERA was that it would, as she wrote in 1972, absolutely and positively make women subject to the draft. The issue of women registering for the draft is hotter today than ever before. A commission started as a joint effort by Senator John McCain and President Barack Obama released a report just a few months ago calling for women to be forced to register for the draft just like men. Phyllis got that one right, for sure. In 1976, Phyllis wrote that, quote, ERA proponents intend for the ERA to require sex-integrated restrooms and other accommodations, end quote. It's no wonder people laughed at Phyllis for saying that one. What person in 1976 would possibly think we would have men demanding to have access to women's showers? Yet here we are in 2020, having people say that a man should be able to go into women's facilities just because he says... He thinks he's a woman. Phyllis was truly a visionary for warning America of this impending disaster. Those are just a few quick examples of Phyllis Schlafly's visionary mind. Feminists tried to make it look like Phyllis was just making things up as she went along. They made it seem like Phyllis was arguing in bad faith. With the benefit of hindsight, we see a different story. Phyllis Schlafly knew exactly what she was talking about in the fight over our culture. Her writings and speeches are just as pertinent today as they were decades ago. That's why we, the Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, are dedicated to preserving her legacy. 
If you'd like to learn more about Phyllis, please get in touch with us at 314-721-1213, 314-721-1213, or email me directly at ed at phyllisschlafly.com. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. These culturally relevant commentaries, along with videos, columns, and bulletins, are waiting for you at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Plus, you can find, follow, and share our work on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Hey, thanks for staying with us. Uh, you made it through halftime. Patriot Radio News Hour, allamericangold.com. Canada is still closed. They're going to keep their border closed with the United States until July 21st. I remember as a kid, they said the show Candid Camera, Alan Funt, and they did a thing like Minnesota's closed today. And people are like, what? I mean, so imagine, yeah, you can't come to Canada. What? It's closed. <laughs> and it's real. Ah, mortgage applications going through the roof. The rates are just kind of stuck in the threes. There's no homes for sale here in Arizona. I have an active real estate license. I checked it this morning. There's only, was there 5 million, 7 million people just in in uh, the state here, I think. We're at 7 million. There's 9,000 uh, homes, condos, and apartments for sale. That's it, active. Wow, that's it. Amazing. So... You local people, a lot of people moving here. That's why. I mean, they're getting out. You still, we have a lot of open desert, open areas out here. And it's, I'm still amazed at the, the people that come here to the desert. And then they put out heat warnings when it's 109. We just laugh. Didn't you know those cactuses that you were heading into a desert? So now they love the, the local media for you. And, again, I apologize for our listeners everywhere. But they make a big deal out of the monsoon season. Yes. Oh, the dreaded monsoon. You know, it's. It, the sky turns black, the wind blows, and it rains like a cow peeing on a flat rock for 20 minutes. An hour later, you can't tell it ever happened. But, they oh, now, now they've made an official monsoon season. And you see on the TV, thunder, it's monsoon season. you got to protect yourself. I mean, the media's crazy. Let me tell you, the monsoon season, for people that have lived here for a long time, knows that it doesn't start. And this is how people knew that if the dew point has to get to 55 degrees for three days in a row. Now, Back when we were younger, I mean, we actually lived in houses. I had a vehicle with no air conditioning. I had a house. I lived with my brother with no air conditioning. That's how they made them here, and they had swamp coolers. Well, when the when the dew point, when it gets up to about 110 and the dew point's 55, the swamp cooler is absolutely worthless. It just blows do hot anything. air. That's it. You know it's monsoon season. So that's how they used to figure it. Three days at 55, usually it's getting hot and sticky. Get ready. It's going to let loose. So... Now, you know, they've changed. They've ruined this place, just ruined Arizona. There's more lakes and everything. It just, once it get, I always go, it's a dry heat. Well, once they get the first storm, it just stays sticky and muggy for the rest of the summer, I've noticed. So a lot different than it used to be. What's going on in baseball? They can't seem to get baseball together, can they? Well, you know what? Now bat, the basketball thing, which they said, oh, yeah, it's all done. We're going to play in the bubble in Orlando uh, they forgot to tell the players, apparently. So now uh, everybody's unsure about that. And here's the problem. The Orlando International Airport this morning, they got 800 employees at the Orlando International Airport. Uh, 280 of them have tested positive for coronavirus. Uh, somebody, got, they did a contract 
or what is that that tracing thing? Contact tracing. Right, right. One one employee there got sick. They tested it. Come to find out, two hundred and eighty people out of eight hundred have tested positive. Where's that? At the Orlando, Orlando Airport. Airport. Uh oh. Uh oh. A lot right. of people going through. Now that. all of a sudden, the NBA not so sure they want to be in the bubble in Orlando. I I don't really blame them. And baseball. Let's say baseball is about done. Uh, the owners and the players. It's all about money, right? The owners want the players to take less. Because there's no fans, and the players are saying, "You guys are billionaires for you know, go jump in a lake. We're not taking less." And so now, who knows? Some owners, the poor owners, there's six poor owners apparently in baseball that are going to lose uh, money, and their franchises aren't that valuable, and they don't want to play at all. And that's something. America today, sell your team. Yeah. Period. To you don't want to play? Sell it. Somebody will buy it. To who? I don't know, Mark Cuban, some liberal will buy it. <laughs> I mean, what are they going to do? I don't know. I mean, here's what, again, the, the liberal press doesn't get when they break these stories, is that ticket sales and beer sales and, you know, swag, swag sales. I, I look I mean, at it more like this. I look at it at the security, the people that, yeah, run, people the people. that run the concession stands, people that are selling you the sodas, the beers, the hot dogs, You know, the those are pretty candies. good jobs, too. You know, the people They're at, not bad jobs. The people at the ticket window, the people at the parking, you know, where you got to pay the $5, $10, $20 to park, all that. Not to mention all the bars and restaurants. They do big business on the days that the games are there. That's gone. Yeah, it's crazy. So, so I mean... How, how can you even have, what what part of the players union are they not getting that they want to open with no fans so you'll have none of these sales so I mean either gonna play or you're not and I don't think they're gonna play no so, I I don't know America's pastime Man. well that's going away isn't it you know you can actually use that word in a different pretext America is past its time could be the end of civilization as we know it it sure feels like it doesn't it I mean, they're tearing down statues and everywhere. Mitch McConnell had to pipe up this morning. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, he's rejecting House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's demand to remove 11 statues in historical Confederate figures from the U.S. Capitol, calling it nonsense and a bridge too far. McConnell's comments to reporters comes nearly a week after Pelosi wrote to Senator Roy Blunt, Republican out of Missouri, chairman of the Congressional Joint Committee on Capitol Library, and Representative Zoe Lofgren, Democrat out of California, the vice chair, that the statues must be removed. What I do think is clearly a bridge too far. This is nonsense that we need to airbrush the Capitol and scrub out everybody from years ago. Well, you know, look... uh, Aunt Jemima, that bottle's been around 130 years. But, you know, and it's all of this stuff. And, and they say, they say, and, and I don't know that anybody viewed that as racist, like Splash Mountain, right? Oh, well, it's based off of this movie, and that was a racist movie, Bob. People just want to go down the mountain and get, you know, get splashed and whatnot. No one thinks it's racist, but yet you, I guess you can do that with just about anything. It's like uh, Christopher Columbus, right? He's racist. Uh, They're taking Jefferson, his statues right, down, right? too. So. Jefferson and Washington, everybody, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know either. So here's something, Joe. Have you uh, been traveling lately to maybe Switzerland? 
The ownership of nearly $200,000 worth of gold left on a Swiss commuter train last year remains a mystery. One of our customers must have left the country, leaving an even bigger question. Who commutes with a bag of gold in the first place? Now, they show a picture of this article. I want Joe to see it. Look at this. This is what they think $200,000 of gold is. Oh, my God. It's got three gigantic gold bricks. Right. Those are the. Three loaves of bread. Those are the London delivery bricks. Yeah, these are huge. They're 400 ounces of piece. Yeah, what do you think that means? So, so yeah. That's what? 1,200 ounces. So. (laughs) $1,730 the spot. That's a. Uh, it's just two million seventy six. Two million seventy six thousand. By the way, two. I did the math for you. Two hundred thousand dollars of gold today. Seven pounds. <laughs> it'll fit in your wife. Put it in hey, your hands. It'll fit in your wife's purse. No problem. That's how the uh, money is falling apart. You know when I opened this company, that weighed about thirty five pounds. That's how people are losing. The dollar's losing its value with weight. No doubt about it. Yep. 200 grand, 7 pounds of gold. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back on a Wednesday. Stay with me. Thank you. Patriot Radio News Hour. Eric Cedars from Joe Jaquin. Arlene's out front. Thanks for all the support we receive in here. We really appreciate it. The uh, decades and decades. You know, it's sad. I talked to a gal yesterday, her husband. Customer here, I mean, for years and years. And then you just don't hear from him. And then she called and ordered yesterday, uh, Brian had passed away, so, you know, it's just happened. I just can't believe I'm still here. I really can't. I figured I'd be up my ranch, you know, puttering around and lost in obscurity, but I'm glad to be back, and I owe Joe for that, for keeping this company going Why I uh, took four years off. But, um, I mean, where we're, where we're at is today is just incredible, and I can't believe, I can't believe the attitude of people and where we're at financially and uh, what we're really seeing because we all know, everybody knows that the Federal Reserve has just bought and monetized everything and they need to keep going. So, But the Fed is the lender of last resort. That's what their job is now. My job is to help you get gold and the currency of last resort. Now, I didn't make that up. Alan Greenspan said that. Gold is the currency of last resort. If we get to the point that this is your last financial option, excuse my language, you're going to be damn glad you have it. We've got a great package for you today, U.S. $20 gold piece. And we got some of these Australian kookaburras, which are silver. And I just went back in the vault and got them. They're in really hard plastic. I'll call them. They're in like a capsule, capsule for lack of a better word. I'll, I'll bang it. Yeah. And it, Each one of them's individually in, caps, in a capsule, never, hard capsule. Never touched by human Australian hands. They're kookaburras, and they got a kook on them. They change the design of them every year, by the way. They're highly collectible. These are the 1999, so we're going to give you a 21-year head start. And they're just one ounce of silver. I'm sorry, 1990, so even doing better. Yeah, you get a 30-year head start. So these are 1990s. I just looked at them. And uh, they got the kookaburra on them, and then they've got these, uh, got Queen Elizabeth II. Now, this is Australian, so they are $5. This is from the Australian Mint. So we'll give you a U.S., you get a little, this is very international. We are, you know, we are, you know, highly, highly well-traveled here at Patriot. So you get a U.S. $20 gold piece, 
and an one-ounce silver triple nine fine, five-dollar silver Australian kookaburra for how much? Eighteen ninety-five. How about that? So. One eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Just the twenty right now. The twenty right now is at nineteen ninety five. So take a hundred bucks off of that, and throw wow. an ounce of silver in that in that package together. You get both of them for eighteen hundred and ninety five dollars. Uh, there is only forty five. That's that's it. Then, uh, uh, unfortunately, after that, I would have to call. And, and send emails to see if I can find any more gold. So, so you get a twenty and a five dollar uh, silver piece, a uh, uh, U.S. and Australian. So there you go. You never know. We may have to. We may all of us right wingers be exported from the country someday, and they'll send us to Australia like uh, right. England used Here to. Here you do. go. There's two lines still open. Two lines already there. Uh, Arlene will put you on hold. She'll get you in the answer. You know, in the order that you call. So just stay on hold. And you got to go when you answer the phone. Go, hey, <laughs> put another kookaburra. <laughs> On the body, <laughs> and give me a Foster's. So I don't know. Can we throw in a beer with that? I guess we're not licensed for that. So, Treasury Department is considering holding off on giving more companies access to the untapped seventeen billion dollar relief fund for national security business because they they think that Boeing and General Electric are going to need it first. I kid you not. Well, the Boeing story is getting worse and worse. The 737 MAX, uh, one of the biggest customers they had said, that's it, Uh, we're tired, Uh, you're not getting it off the ground, we're not buying any more planes until you get it fixed. That was this morning. Yeah, Yeah. well, you know, the government-run company now, they're they're trying to pass or, or put together legislation that there's going to be an oversight uh, committee for Boeing. Somebody, somebody might want to go actually start the airplane and fly it around before they let Boeing actually. I, sell I, it. I've got a crazy idea. Can we please have aerospace engineers running the company? How about that? We have a can we, can we get right? Can we get somebody that actually knows how a plane is supposed to fly to run the company? Are you actually telling me that they want someone who knows what they're doing? So. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing that out there. That's the kiss of death for all of this stuff, too. You know, like, I was reading an article last night on a fellow who ran General Motors after Roger Smith, and he was an engineer, and they put him in in 91. Of course, they went bankrupt. GM goes bankrupt. So, anyway, how about this? Speaking of bankruptcy, you know, they're talking about renewable energy. Now, so far, the U.S. oil and gas labor market is now among the most severely hit by the COVID-19. Yeah, you got it, the frackers, and gosh, everybody up there on the front range in Colorado. So far, they're saying nationwide more than 100,000 oil and gas jobs have been lost. Wow. So, I don't know. What are you going to do? The electric? Everything? We're all supposed to be electric. God knows when the the liberals take over. I saw something, and I didn't, I I just saw it briefly flash across the screen this morning that Tesla is the most valuable car maker in the world in today. In the world, yeah. So, well, now in this new one, too, no, no, Nikola, the uh, truck, electric yeah, the, truck the, maker the electric here in Arizona. But here's why. The Chinese behemoth, behemoth that makes electric car batteries for Tesla and Volkswagen has now developed a power pack that they say lasts more than a million miles. Ooh, that's... An industry landmark wow. and potential boom for automakers. For the EV, Contemporary Amperex Technology Company Limited 
is ready to produce a battery that lasts 16 years and 2 million kilometers, or 124 million miles. So, but this is a Chinese company. Oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah. we don't have the uh, we don't have the rare earth minerals to uh, make uh, batteries. Well, they're they're reopening that out in the Mojave Desert somewhere. So. Well, maybe we know when the countries and everybody, the world war sets in and the Chinese battle and uh, we repatriate Americans, all our all the other countries will be electric, but we'll still be on good old internal combustion engines. <laughs> I'll take them. We can always unplug the other ones. Patriot Radio News Hour on a Wednesday. Final segment coming up. Final segment. Thanks for tuning in today. You know what's weird and sticks in my head a little is, you know, the, the rules are always vilify the enemy. And, uh, you know, when I was growing up, uh, you know, with the Vietnam War, and I mean, they, the, the protesters were called hippies. And the hippies were vilified in this country by the American patriots. You know, they stood for, you know, kind of what we're seeing today, and uh, but a lot different. A lot different things, you know. They were sticking it to the man back then and anti-establishment, and now, you know, they want everything. But uh, they have no name. They haven't named them. They're just protesters, you know. It's weird. <laughs> Black Lives Matter, but that's it. There's Which nothing- nobody really knows. Of course, if you follow the money, it eventually leads to George Soros. There's, I mean, that's where it leads. There's no enemy. There's no, you know, They haven't vilified them, which is, you know, the first rule of war, so... I don't know. I mean, we've got these Australian kookaburras. Can we call kookaburras a bird? Can we call the protesters kookaburras? <laughs> well, it's got the first part right, kooks. Right. So well, they got the kooks. Mean... So anyway, I'm still holding one here. You had a U.S. $20 gold piece and a Queen Elizabeth $5 Australian 1990, 30-year-old silver dollar uh, kookaburra. Uh, Joe's cut everything back here at 1895, including the silver. So a twenty and a five dollar gold or silver piece, eighteen ninety five. Arlene's writing orders out there. We'll get to you. We'll be off the air in a minute here. So, AT and T is planning to lay off thousands of jobs and close stores. Now, this is the the telephone miracle. I mean, the one thing that we've seen is that you know everybody is. That's what you do. You go out, you protest, or wherever you go, you hold your phone up and you and you film. You know, AT and T now says they're going to lay off more than thirty four hundred technician and clerical jobs across the country in the next few weeks. They also said they're going to shut uh, permanently close 250 stores. Believe it or not, 80 of them have already been burned. <laughs> they're not going to reopen them. Oh. So isn't that something? So 3,400 jobs in all, 1,300 retail jobs. So I don't know. You know, I, the great recovery, the great recovery that they're selling us, the V-shaped recovery, we better hope it hits because the Fed's going to end up holding the paper on anything, everything, which means that you and I are going to end up holding the paper on everything. And now you got bad paper buying bad debt, and the system just eats itself by its own tail. And it's just crazy. Joe, what's happening in the markets? Today? Yeah, quick look here before we head out. Uh, Wall Street has now gone negative. Uh, Jay Powell testifying again in front of Congress, probably telling them just what you said, which is we got to buy everything. Uh, golds are unchanged, seventeen hundred twenty-nine dollars. Silver is up eight cents at seventeen dollars and seventy-five cents. Uh, that's kind of the market. It's, and oil's down about fifty cents. Well, today's Wednesday, so 
tomorrow. Gosh, I, you know, yesterday I was all messed up. I did a show with, with Brian and Jason. I'm like, I thought it was Wednesday. I know I offered to sit in because I knew Brian would be late. So I'm just a day off today. This, this special, they're going fast. Uh, still got a couple of lines open. We'll get you in the order that you called. 1895 gets you a $20 gold piece and a one-ounce uh, silver kookaburro from Australia, a $5 Australian kookaburro, uh, $18.95. That's 100 bucks off just on the 20 If you put, you know, that's... And a, then throw the silver that's $25 in. worth of silver all day today. We really don't even know what the kookaburros were. <laughs> I mean, you know, we didn't look it up. So 30-year-old $5, US, or $5 Canadian, Canadian, Australian. Today's the day to do it. <laughs> 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. As always, Eric, great job. Uh, help us, support us, keep doing it, keep your nose clean. We'll be back tomorrow.